and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV Times, TV and Satellite Week and What's on TV. And today... We're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 4th of December 2020, including Gary Oldman in the David Fincher film Mank on Netflix and the return of Tim Roth in uh, the Sky Atlantic thriller Tin Star. We'll also be looking at Earth at Night in Colour, courtesy of Apple TV, Selena the series on Netflix and Godmothered, my favourite, on Disney+. Plus. But first, Ian, please do tell me what's in the news. Brian Cranston, of course, <laughs> from the brilliant Breaking Bad. I'm just, I'm still waiting for it to be long enough for me to rewatch all of Breaking Bad from the beginning. He's back. Um, he's playing a troubled judge in a uh, Sky Atlantic ten-part thriller called Your Honor, written by uh, the BAFTA award-winning British writer Peter Moffat. Uh, this week, however, the big new release, really excited about this one. It's the film Mank, which lands on Netflix on Friday. Let's have a listen to a clip. Mank? It's Orson Welles. Of course it is. I think it's time we talk. What is it the writer says? Tell the story you know. Everyone. Make yourself to home, Mr. Mankiewicz, or shall I call you Herman? Please, call me Mank. Mank! Mank! So, this is from the director, David Fincher, uh, who directed The Social Network and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and it stars Gary Oldman as Herman J. Mankiewicz, whose nickname was Mank, and he was a screenwriter... Uh, most famous for writing the screenplay for Orson Welles' Citizen Kane. Um, it's shot in black and white. It looks amazing, um, and you get to sort of go on set with these classic Hollywood films from the golden age of the studios, like westerns and biblical uh, epics. And so Mank is um, it's, it's shot in two timelines. So we've got... Mank sort of holed up in a bungalow uh, because Orson Welles, played by Tom Burke, has employed him to write a movie. And while he's doing that, we're getting flashbacks to his previous life. And he's, uh, he's got terrible problems with, with drink. He's worked on various movies. He's had these sort of platonic uh, affairs with actresses. There's Oscar buzz around this. Um, it's got a fantastic cast. Notably, Charles Dance plays... Um, the newspaper tycoon William Randolph Hearst, who was the model for uh, Charles Foster Kane, the uh, the main character in Citizen Kane. So really, it's like a love letter to the golden age of cinema. It looks fantastic. Oldman is great. Uh, this is a real treat, and it's no surprise that there's Oscar buzz. So, Hannah, what do you think? It, then there should be buzz around it, um, because it's a big production. And I think it's... I, I think quite often we look at things and we're like, oh, is it a bit gender specific? I don't know that it is. I think it's it's one for everyone. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, now, you've got a, a documentary series to talk about, I believe. Yeah, we touched on it last week, Earth at Night in Colour. Um, it's an Apple TV special and it's, it's a wildlife documentary. Let's have a listen to a clip. The Night. 
A shadowy world that hides more than half the animals on our planet. Until now, cameras only offered a glimpse into their lives. But with next generation technology, we can see the night. <laughs> as day there are six episodes um, and it's amazing footage essentially um, at night and so at night you can't normally you, you when you watch wildlife programs everything's kind of in black and white you just see the the lights of the eyes of the animals eyes don't you this is not they have put the color in so it's absolutely incredible so if you like the um, uh, wildlife series on Netflix which I think was called uh, night on night on earth then you'll you'll absolutely love this and I think it kind of brings a, a different feel to wildlife because we're used to David Attenborough doing anything like this aren't we and of course this isn't a David Attenborough special so it, it, it it's it's very very good it's very very uh, it's very much what we expect from Apple TV, which is a, which is a big um, production. And it's narrated by um, Tom Hiddleston. Is this one for you? Do you like this sort of thing? Yeah, so you mentioned Attenborough, Hannah. And of course, uh, he's got a, a new landmark BBC series coming up called A Perfect Planet. That will be shown in January. Uh, I've seen an episode of that and it looks fantastic this is a first as you say because they go from that those sort of black and white images we're used to seeing from night vision cameras it suddenly transforms um and, and it looks as if it is being shot in daylight and they're just they're just able to pick up the moonlight and and i don't know what the technology is but it looks incredible um obviously a lot of things appear to be getting predated at night it all looks pretty dangerous but yeah the you will never have seen this kind of footage before, so it absolutely is a first, and I think it looks uh, fantastic. It's the kind of where we're seeing Apple TV going, isn't it? They're just doing, I think we'll see more and more of these big, um, quite incredible um, productions, um, and it, 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 really is, it really is very good. Well, also this week, um, the return of the Sky Atlantic series Tin Star, starring Tim Roth. Uh, let's have a listen to a clip. So these are people that tried to kill us? Yep. Because of what you know? Yeah. We kill everyone on the list. Yeah. Do you really think they come back? I know, Jack. This is unfinished business. This is about absolution. It's about righting the wrongs so great that they will kill to right it. Now, I have to say, I absolutely loved series one and two of this show, which is uh, it's about a British cop who had relocated to the Canadian Rockies in series one or two, and he's played by Tim Roth, and he'd gone there with his, his wife and daughter. In series three, he's coming back to Liverpool, uh, where he's from, to uh, sort of settle some old scores. This is a role you can tell that Roth is just absolutely having a ball playing. So episode one, uh, the brilliant Ian Hart is playing a sort of local, uh, well, he's a, he's a local businessman, but clearly he's corrupt because he's on this list that Tim Roth have of people that he basically, he and his family are going to um, kill. Uh, so it's action packed. 
the locations are fantastic. In episode one, there's a big shootout in uh, a dance hall in Liverpool. Um, all those sort of iconic buildings from Liverpool you're seeing. If you've not seen it, catch up on series one and two because they are excellent. Um, and if you're a fan already, uh, this will not disappoint you. Although, I mean, it's it's quite violent and action-packed, but it's also very funny. And also we have um, Joanne Worley uh, appearing in episode one as well. So, Hannah, is this uh, is this your cup of tea? Um, in a word, no. I was going to say probably not and realised that was two words. Um, no, I mean, I, I can see why it's good and I can see why people really like it. And you, you're right, it is, it is funny in places. I think for me, it's just the violence. It's kind of... I don't know. Okay. This maybe it's just this year, and I'm just feeling all zen about life. I don't know. For me, it's just a bit hard going at the moment. It's just that bit too much. But I can see why. I can see why people do like it. But yeah, less of the violence. <laughs> okay, we'll agree to differ on that. Now, hopefully, no violence in your next uh, offering, which is on Disney Plus, I believe. Yeah, I know. I always bring the breast to the table. <laughs> okay, so um, this is Godmothered or Disney Plus, uh, an absolute favourite of mine. Let's have a listen, and then we can chat about it. I'm looking for a sad little girl named Mackenzie Walsh. That is me. No, it can't be you. You're old have you seen yourself security me again i'm your fairy godmother back off lady morning oh good you're awake too so godmothered is uh is is being released and it's lovely because it's in the run-up to Christmas and it's a magical modern-day fairy tale. So it's not it's not Christmassy per se, but it's uh, in the run-up to Christmas, it feels very Christmassy. And uh, fairy, mother, fairy godmothers apparently come in very many different forms and um, certainly um, this fairy godmother called Eleanor is in a very different form because she's completely inexperienced and doesn't really know what she's doing. And um, she's scared that the profession of being a fairy godmother if that is one apparently it is in this world um it faces being axed <laughs> and she's desperate to keep the tradition alive and she kind of embarks on this mission to prove that fairy godmothers um are still a vital part in in what is a challenging world um, and i think she's right frankly i really do think she is but she comes across this uh, letter from a, a troubled 12 year old girl and wants to find her and then she kind of she goes away and finds her and makes it her mission to make her life wonderful because this girl is now a 40 year old widow and single mother and she wants to um give her life a, a touch of magic and prove that these fairy godmothers are just so important to the world and that's what she does <laughs> I can see that you're enthralled by this and that you'll be watching it. Well, I started watching <laughs> it and I found that I, I wasn't enjoying the opening bit, which is set in Motherlands, which is where all the sort of trainee fairy godmothers live. Um, and then she sort of, Eleanor goes through this portal into the real world to try and track down this girl, Mackenzie, and be her fairy godmother. Mm. I didn't find that very entertaining but once she is into the real world it's got a, a, a sort of a quality of the Will Ferrell film Elf I think because she's all, she's all about magic and you know fairy godmothers and she's all excited about everything and she's coming yeah. into this real world um, and just the collision between those, there's some lovely moments for instance when she gives she gives Mackenzie a makeover and she puts her in this sort of ball gown that looks like something out of Cinderella. So, yeah, I <laughs> of actually, course it does. 
it definitely it, it grew on me I must say I mean obviously it's... yeah I know what you, I do know what you mean and I do think but I do quite like it when the kind of fairy tale world meets the real world yes. it all just become it, and I think you you like that too don't you and there are quite a few of those films out there now yeah and it does it does have some good laughs in it for the adults I think so um <laughs> he's got a green light <laughs> now uh Back on Netflix, um, arriving this Friday, we have Selena, the series, which is a nine-parter um, based on the life of Mexican-American singer Selena Quintanilla... Oh, I'm not going to pronounce it properly, am I? Quintanilla <laughs> Perez. So um, let's have a quick listen to a clip. They're traveling the hot, the cold. She needs a break, Abraham. Can't like him. I mean it, that would freak out. You don't want to be called difficult. Lots of bands are difficult, some impossible. They still get records made. Because they sell records. Okay, so starring in this, uh, the Walking Dead fans will recognize Christian Serratos. Um, and it's about this pop star, Selena, who was known as um, the Mexican Madonna. And it follows her life story. And it's a hell of a story. She forms a band initially with members of her family. She's managed by her dad. She starts going out with this guy who joins the band as a guitarist. The father disapproves. I mean, it's out in the public domain, obviously, because it's a real-life story. But it builds up to her being killed by the, the woman who runs her fan club. So it's an astonishing story. I was unaware of this artist, I must admit, but she rose to fame in, in the genre that's known as Tejano music, and she won a Grammy as well, and she started her own fashion boutiques. You'll see that if you look up footage or pictures of Selena, Christian Serratos, she really does look like her in this role, and I think she's she does a great job. One of my slight pet hates is uh, <laughs> when I see people playing musicians on stage, but it's evident that they can't play the instrument. So I noticed a little bit of that. But this is, I mean, it, it's got a sort of soap opera quality to it, I think. But in a way, the whole story is like something straight out of a soap <laughs> opera. It's an incredible story. <laughs> and I think they, it's good to see that genre of music getting this kind of treatment because we don't normally come across it that often, do we? We don't. And also, sort of, because, like you say, it wasn't. I wasn't particularly familiar either it kind of is a, a learning journey as well. So instead of you kind of sitting there thinking, oh, I know this, or I know what happens, you don't. It, you're, you're taken down. It, it's sort of almost surprising how the events um, uh, unfold, I think, and, and what actually happens. And it is, it is a really, really tragic story, isn't it? It is. I mean, people might be familiar with it because uh, way back in 1997, um, Jennifer Lopez played the same role in the movie Selena, which I didn't see, I must admit. It's getting to that time, Hannah, where we like to find out how you've been spending those long winter nights in front of your telly. So what have you been binging on? Well, you know what? I have been... It's ever so dull, really, because it was the same as last week, but I'm kind of gradually getting through The Crown. So um, 
as you know, I'm absolutely huge fan, and I'm, I keep watching it because it's come under huge amount of crit- criticism this time round, hasn't it? With the whole Diana and Charles years and uh, the Margaret Thatcher years, with Gillian Anderson playing Margaret Thatcher, and so people have really gone to town on you know her depiction of Margaret Thatcher, but also the relationship between Charles and Diana and whether it was really ever that loveless um, throughout. And I keep sort of spending the whole time checking my phone to see how well they've done it. So the, you know, the picture opportunities, yeah, there, there they are wearing exactly the same thing. And so you kind of almost, it's so sad from the very, very beginning of that relationship that it, it's, it makes for quite difficult viewing at times. Um, and you kind of almost hope that it isn't, um, it isn't that real. But I, I fear it may be. On that note, I've noticed probably on the back of the crown, suddenly keep popping up on my Netflix menu, so many documentaries about Diana. Um, I did start watching one of them, mm. uh, which was based on interviews that were done for the Andrew Morton biography. Um, yeah, and I mean, it was it was very interesting. Uh I, however, have mainly been um, watching series three of Stranger Things, which, of course, is coming back next year. So I've got to the end of that. Personally, I I didn't like series three as much as one and two, but I know other people think it was an absolute classic. But, yeah, very excited about that coming back next year. Now, uh, next week, we've got some exciting things to look at. First off, The Prom on Netflix uh, starring it's a great cast Meryl Streep James Corden and Nicole Kidman in a musical based on a Broadway play but James Corden can sing can't he because I was listening to a playlist the other day um uh, and the children wanted to listen to some Christmas music and along came James Corden and Kylie Minogue they did a duet he is a good singer and he was, of course, he was in the Sondheim musical, the film of that, Into the Woods, wasn't he? Uh, or, or another musical, high school musical, the musical, the holiday special on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> what else is coming up next week, Hannah? Um, well, we've got The Wilds on Amazon Prime, my favourite Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, this is Tony Collette and Rachel Griffiths. They star in a female sort of Lord of the Flies. And um, it's... It looks really good, actually. We'll, good. we'll chat about yeah. it next week, but it does look great. And we've also got Wolfwalkers on um, Apple TV. Um, so this is Apple TV's first animated feature, and it's an Irish folktale. This is about two young girls trying to save the wolf population of Kilkenny in the 17th century, and that looks really good, too. OK, well, plenty to look forward to. Uh, however, in the meantime... Keep watching.